Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Bogger Milas, and I'm the editor here at uh, this adventure. And joining me, as per usual, is my co host, general partner in ridiculousness, and associate editor, Miss Annie Bondle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um. Um, I'm having a lot of feelings. This is, for those of you playing along at home, you probably realize this because I'm pretty sure it says so in the episode title, but this is our 100th episode of this show. And I'm having like a lot of feelings about that. Uh, that feels like a whole lot of hours of us talking. Um, <laughs> None of which my husband has listened to. <laughs> Oh, mine is listened to every single episode, even for the shows that he doesn't watch. So shout out to uh, Greg Milas, my my most loyal hype man. Um, and to everybody else that's out there listening as well. I can't believe that uh, this show has been around long enough for us to make this many episodes or that uh, people listen to them, which is a daily wonder to me. But uh, as we round a fairly significant milestone for us, uh, just, you know, thank you. To everybody out there in podcast land who is putting us in your ears every week, uh, we appreciate it. We are very grateful for it. We literally could not do what we do without people to hear it. And uh, I don't know. Here's to 100 more. Here's to here's to season three. Here's to season. Well, I don't really. We don't really stop. So I don't really look at this as seasons. So well, it's. I, I think of it as seasons. Like season one is one through fifty. Season two is fifty one through hundred. So this is going to be season three when we come back in January. Yeah, nobody feel like you have <laughs> I'm to the only person who That's thinks really this way. weird. Yes, because like honestly, we don't stop, so it's pretty much like constantly. We will be taking two weeks off for the holidays, but like that's it. We will be back after this episode in 2022, which is another thing I'm having a lot of emotions about because somehow it is about to be 2022. I still haven't processed 2020. No, definitely not. But, um, so how are we celebrating this 100th anniversary? Uh, we are celebrating by uh, what I think, I don't know, if it happens twice, is it a tradition? I went to the University of Virginia, so in my mind, the answer to that is yes. <laughs> but um, we have two of our regular contributors to the site joining us today for what, as I was saying before, I forgot what I was saying. I hope this will become an annual tradition where we have a roundtable and talk about the best things we watched this year and what we're looking forward to next year. So welcome to our 2021 year in review, Carmen Crowen and Janet Mullaney. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me back. Welcome back. Neither of you have been on for a bit. I haven't been on for a while. Right. Yeah, Yeah. we missed you. Yeah, this is fun. (laughs) I hope it's fun. I hope it's fun for everybody involved. Yeah. I liked some stuff this year. I wrote a list. <laughs> yeah, we should we should definitely start with that. What what was what was your favorite thing? Let's start with Carmen. What was your favorite thing you watched this year? Um, like make it British, make it British. Don't oh, say oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of comedy because I needed it, and um, I think that my favorite thing, and although it was not brand new this year, it did have a new season this year. It was uh, Ghosts on hbo max that was my probably my favorite thing it brought have you me... watched have you watched the cbs americanized version i'm curious i i can't bring myself to do it no 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 it's <laughs> okay i really it's okay. like it it's good <laughs> no it? um i 
I actually was mm-hmm. at, I, I I was at the, I attended the TCA panel for it recently mm-hmm. and they did a table reading of an upcoming episode and it was so funny. Oh. Like it, it, it's actually it's surprisingly good. Like I understand why like most of the time when Americans remake British stuff it's mm-hmm. terrible, but this is actually the exception to the rule. Wow. But I I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you all that you are watching the HBO Max version because that I have been basically evangelicalizing to every human being who tells me about Ghost on CBS. I'm like you do know the originals on HBO Max, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's. I think it is a BBC original, not an HBO Max. It is. Original. It is. It's just on HBO Max, and right. I think I just read it was renewed for a fourth season. It is, so yes, that is true. And the, prepare to be even more confused about which one is which. <laughs> but I really, uh, it, it's the as you know anybody who's watched it probably knows it's the horrible history people um, that have been working together for many years, and I, they just make such a great team, a writing team acting together it's it's just so hilarious and i have to say my favorite ghost is robin the caveman <laughs> i love it oh see the american one the american one doesn't have a caveman they have no, no 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 uh, they have they have thor on the american the Viking. Uh, okay so <laughs> i mean the same sort of idea they're they're all great but what you know what i love is it's it's hilarious, but there are touching moments too. And I love finding out the backstories of all the ghosts and what happened to them. And it's, I don't know, it just makes my heart so happy. <laughs> so that's probably my favorite thing that I've watched this year. There were other things that I liked, but that was, if if we're talking about, you know, what have I told most people about, you know, in person? It's like, oh, you have to watch this, so... Janet, what was your favorite thing that you watched this year? Well, I'm just trying to think. Um, I finally got to watch Black and British by David Oshuluga, which is um, actually called something else. It's on BritBox and it's amazing. It is about the black, the hidden black history of Britain. He made it a few years Ooh, ago. Oh, I'm fascinated yeah, by yeah. this. Um, yeah, he's terrific. I also really enjoyed this is australian so i'm bending the rules the heart commonwealth commonwealth accounts commonwealth of the commonwealth counts yes long may it rain um i watched the heart guy which i think was shown one season or two maybe was shown on weta uk i didn't watch Mm -hmm. it but i watched the whole lot and it's like five or six seasons and you know i have a rule that after three seasons things go to go in a mess but in fact this 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 sustained pretty well but you know the thing i found i really really loved about it was the landscapes um because you know australia has these huge huge vistas and i kept looking at those and ignoring what characters were saying and thinking i want to be there i want to experience that space you know what you should watch this is not a drama and is also Australian, but my friends and I have this thing where we watch a lot of reality television together on Sunday nights via like a watch party app. And we watched something that was called Instant Hotel, which is basically like a competition between Airbnbs and Australia, because I guess they call instant hotels. Airbnbs are instant hotels there. And it was fascinating. Plus, you get to like look at people's houses. Oh, that sounds um, fun. I, I do have a question. Um, when it ran here on WETA UK, it was um, it was called the Heart Guy. Um, but I know in Australia, it's actually called Doctor Doctor. Um, which is it called on uh, which is it called on Britbox? Is it under the no, Heart it, Guy? It's on Acorn, and it's called oh, the Acorn. Heart Guy. 
It is the yeah. heart guy. Though. I think okay. I think Doctor Doctor was a show on America, uh, an American show. There is an wait. Let me try to get that sentence out coherently. I think there was already an American show called Doctor Doctor. Because that ah. sounds familiar. That sounds very familiar to me, and I definitely did not watch the show. So, okay. so that's probably why they changed it when it came over here. Because um, that's one of those things that because I cover the streaming thing, and I get confused sometimes. Because you know, sometimes they refer to it as Doctor Doctor, and sometimes they refer to it as the Heart Guy, and I'm never quite sure which title I'm supposed to use. Ah ha! I googled Doctor Doctor was a show that aired on CBS in the late 1980s. <laughs> So it's the 80s fault. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> um, Lacey, what was your favorite thing? That- um, I have several. I think um, I loved The Pursuit of Love on Amazon Prime. Oh, so did I. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was beautiful and really well done. Um, I loved... Let's see. What else did I love this year? Hmm... Oh, the great the second season of The Great was wonderful. I have to give that some love. I'm trying to think if there was like masterpiece stuff that I really liked this year. Um, my favorite was Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Oh, that was this year. This year that is was never this ending. <laughs> I was- also really I also really did like Miss Scarlet and the Duke, which is, you know, funny considering that that is not normally my thing. Oh, here's another Here's another recommendation for something that I love, and it's really short. It's also on HBO Max, and you can, like, watch it in an afternoon. It's called Starstruck, um, which is sort of this rom-com perfection about a British woman who accidentally hooks up with a movie star at a pub. <laughs> As and one then they does. Start, and then they start... I know. The, I gotta go to better bars. <laughs> um, love well, you, I'm Greg. waiting for somebody to leave me a cottage in a charming seaside village somewhere. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> or a castle. I would I would settle for either. <laughs> Just saying, in case people need to know that. Uh, what else did I like this year? I only... Um, well, I've talked a lot about how much I like Ted Lasso, and even oh. though I don't... I have some quibbles about certain aspects of this season. I still think it's one of the best things on TV. I just actually, I've been watching it slowly and I have a coworker who keeps bugging me because she wants to talk about everything. And I just texted her right before we started and said, I just finished Ted Lasso this afternoon. <laughs> oh, okay. What did you think of it? Oh, I loved it. And, but the thing is, you know, like when you're talking to people who've already finished it and they just keep saying, it's going to break your heart. It's going to break your heart, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I think it just led me to like not be so surprised or heartbroken because I knew things were coming, but not exactly what was coming. Um, just that like something upsetting was going right, to happen. Right. And in my estimation, Dr. Fieldstone was not talking to the right person. Somebody else really needed to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even I, more I, so than Ted. <laughs> I, 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 I would agree with that. Um, though I do think that the, the graying of Nate's hair was rather gratuitous. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot my other favorite thing this year that is also weirdly on HBO Max. It's a sin. Oh, that's right. That was this year. That was at the way beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, it was at like... February or end of January. I had to look it up when it was on because I was convinced. I had to look up 
just now when it was on because I was convinced that it was going to be not this year. But it was this year because this year is eternal. And also so is last year. It's really weird. <laughs> They've just kind yeah. of run into one another is the problem, I think. Listen, it's just somehow the 600th day of March something yeah. or other. It's <laughs> really, truly. All right, Annie, what is your favorite thing? Um, what do you really see, like? I mentioned Miss Scarlet already. Um, I also... Um, since we're talking about HBO Max, I would like to mention uh, The Great Pottery Throwdown Season 4 was great. Oh, yes. Um, I love The Great Pottery Throwdown, and I think everybody in the world should watch it. Um, I also really loved this year of uh, The Great British Bake Off. Mm -hmm. I thought it was great. Jürgen was robbed. Yes, Jürgen was <laughs> robbed. But despite Jürgen's robbing, despite the robbing of Jürgen, this was probably one of the best seasons the show has done since it was on the BBC. Um, let's see. Other things I really liked this year. Um, the Irregulars, even though it went and got canceled on me, which was rude. Um, <laughs> I also really liked Dickinson. Both seasons of Dickinson that came this year for reasons. Um, I mean, just I love the show. I know it's not really quite British, but, you know, if, if Lacey gets to love Ted Lasso, I get to love Dickinson. <laughs> um, let's see. And uh, I also I just want to say that, you know, as we sort of talk about the masterpiece stuff all the time but i you know having had to wait for grantchester i was really pleased with this season and how it turned out um i know there was just so much to talk about um this past fall that we never got to do a second episode on it but i want to really like do a shout out to to grantchester season six and al weaver's performance as leonard and the sh basically the show sort of you know tackling like the big problem that it's had since the beginning which is that they have a gay curate who's basically you know who 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 no longer no longer is living a closeted lifestyle and really was going to eventually lose his job if 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 we're being realistic and I, I feel like this season not only handled that beautifully, but Al Weaver's performance was amazing. And I'm really looking forward to season seven because I really want to see what happens next with him. Here is a spoiler. I have not yet finished the season of Grantchester, but I have heard uh, nothing but good things about uh, Al Weaver. Yeah, and his he, work. I, the the I, the the fact is, you know, Lacey, I I know that you know shows about faith can really bother you because they don't treat faith correctly. And Grantchester has been guilty of that, especially with Will. But I thought that Leonard's storyline was really sympathetic to him, was really was was really beautiful in a lot of ways. And I really hope that you do get a chance to watch it. I know there's just so much this fall. But well, I'm going to have to watch it eventually before it comes back because we have to talk about it when it comes back. That's but true. I have, I have um, some time. The, the last two episodes where you start to see like Leonard sort of find like his path forward now that he's no longer a curate and he's no longer with the Church of England is 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 a really beautiful thing. I will take your word for it until I watch it. Um, I have a question for the group. What did you really want to love and end up not loving this year? I have a long list. <laughs> I don't know. I made a list before um, we met to do this recording of what I'd watched and graded them by good, dubious, and ugly. Oh, my gosh. Please help me get my life together. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I left out a lot of stuff probably that I did watch because it didn't stick in my brain particularly. Well, that, that tells you enough about it right there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, when you go to look at a new series that has been 
praise to the skies in England. And you think, oh my gosh, this is absolutely terrible. Why did people love this so much? <laughs> you know, is it me? Is it them? Oh, um, that was me with guilt this year. I was oh. like, why does this show exist? <laughs> what is this? And oh. guilt and us, actually, both yes. of those shows. Yes. I was like, yes. Well, okay, I was going to say about that because I wrote, I when I look at my list, Sometimes when you have to write and you're you're in that mindset, I think you think about it differently and I don't enjoy it as much because I'm not just watching. I'm also writing and you're, I, try, you're trying to be like analytical and, and right but when i say when i say critical i don't mean right mean necessarily right. i just mean but no i thoughtful, did not enjoy really. guilt i didn't it was really hard to write about and i didn't enjoy it but i know you guys were i think you did a episode uh, episode it. on us and i <laughs> still did. love us and i'm so glad okay, i got I'm, to I'm do glad that you love us because honestly like i i know that they, 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 if you listen to the episode i think at some point we were like gosh we wish carmen could have come <laughs> on because we think she liked it yeah we didn't yeah and, so. and and i actually thought i actually sort of assumed that because i knew you liked us that you would also like guilt and it actually makes me feel a lot better that you didn't like no guilt i either. didn't no <laughs> i watched guilt for five minutes and stopped did you you know that's getting a second season how <laughs> yeah i don't know how janet is the freest of us all <laughs> <laughs> well i came to television comparatively late in my life so you know i don't i don't mind um you know turning things off uh generally and it's rather like borrowing books from the library reading one page and sending it right back i do that too Life is too short. And as someone who works at a library, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. no, okay, I thought... so I, I want to know what's on your dubious list. Oh, on my dubious list was The Pact. Too oh, close. Oh, you didn't like that at all. No. Well, I guess you did. Well, I guess you liked sort of it conceptually, but then it just didn't work. Well, you know, it was it was weird in so many ways. Um one was reason was it well, was, you know Welsh. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's that's the thing. It wasn't. It didn't say Wales to me. Nobody was talking Welsh. Nobody seemed to have a Welsh accent, and I believe it was in southern Wales somewhere. Um, and in fact, I know I've been to some of those places, like that amazing aqueduct. I like the aqueduct, but I don't think you can say that you like a TV series because it has an aqueduct in it. That just seems seems a little narrow. Um, <laughs> More shows yes. should have yes. aqueducts right. is the thing here. I, I think there should be much more aqueducts and viaducts and things like that. Absolutely. Um, what was on my dubious list? Um, Finding Alice was on my dubious list. I actually quite enjoyed it. There were some wonderful move moments in it. And Keely Hawes, I mean, I think she's just brilliant. Um, she, um, There were some moments of extreme tenderness and also incredible crassness. I mean, one... One thing I really liked about the series was that in the titles, there was a scene of people painting something. And you realized later on, it was her husband's casket. He was buried in a, a green burial with a cardboard casket. And I thought that was such a beautiful sequence when you saw the whole thing. That was just outstanding. And also the the misfits, the death support group that that she um, joins up with. They They were fabulous, but... 
it also right at the last moment provided for a season two and I just think that's cheating sorry BBC ITV whoever is responsible <laughs> for that but no it no, has but like so many shows do yes. that though yes. like things can be self-contained yes exactly like I mean, I hated guilt, so mm-hmm. let's not get that twisted. But, like, I cannot believe they're like, do you know what we need to do here is continue the story. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, it, it ended, and it should have stayed ended. Yes. And I agree with that. Exactly. Yes. Um, I also, um, too close, um, that was the series about... Um, a natural life Emma, Emily Watson in it. Emily maybe? Watson was in it. Yeah, it was somebody Watson. I really liked was in it, but it looked yes. really boring. Emily Watson was great, and the other actor, uh, actor um, Denise Hoff, I think, was fantastic in it. But the story didn't hold together, and it started off as one thing and then turned into a different sort of thing. So it ended up being a sort of courtroom drama about medical um, mishandling of medications. And, you know, that was good, but that did not fulfill the promise of the early part of it, which was about these two women having this verbal duel and picking at each other. And that was just astonishing. But it did, you know, it disappointed in the end. Um, Also on my dubious list, uh, 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 that was really about it. Um, because I don't, unless I'm, un- unless I find myself trapped having to review a series, <laughs> I don't. Do you, are you a person? Are you a are you a normal person who can just let stop watching things without finishing them and oh yeah, save your sanity? I wish I was. That yes. Person. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd give you some tips if I had any, but um. I I did have an interesting experience, though. Just a couple of nights ago, I watched a BBC radio pl- um, television play, rather, that aired in 1972, which scared me to death. And I watched it again, and it didn't scare me, probably because I knew what was coming. Um, but there you go. So I, I, I have watched some older stuff, um, but a lot of it I just find unwatchable. Let's see. The thing that um, the thing that disappointed me the most this year, and this is going to crush my heart to say, uh oh, was Doctor Who. Oh gosh, oh. yeah, that wasn't even going to be my answer, but it is also my answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are other things like I came in very trepidatious about Baptiste and was not disappointed that I had you know, I I, I had hopes for a minute, but then no, um, you know, there's there 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 Atlantic Crossing had its moments, but it also had its not moments. Um, obviously, I disliked us and guilt completely. Um. I wanted bad. I wanted Bloodlands to be better. Oh, I did um, and too. And I got kind of mad at it. Um, That's see- another one that I'm like, we could have stopped here. Right, yeah. and they're going to make another. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was another but one I- that I didn't enjoy because I had to watch it <laughs> to write about it, and then I just. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, that is one of the funniest podcast episodes we've yeah. ever done. I think yeah. because you can't actually tell it in the recording, but we definitely got spoiled for a fairly major plot twist, like in the middle of recording it, right. and we like all started screaming and had to go back and re-record it. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
So, yeah, um, but I have to say the thing that disappointed me most this season and, and, and crushed my heart into small little pieces was Doctor Who. Um, and doc- Doctor Who Flux really, really was, it was the worst Doctor Who since the reboot began. And that, that just hurts to say. It was, it was really bad. My pick... Uh, because I was trying to be different and not pick Doctor Who. Uh, because I was trying to be like, what what was I just really disappointed recently? And it is that AMC Plus Anne Boleyn that I have complained about quite a bit recently. And that is because I thought it was going to be really something new and different. And it was like nothing at all. Um, so I, that was very disappointing to me because I thought that uh, that they might have realized that after making a big splash with their sort of non-traditional casting that they would actually have to like you know deliver make like make a show that lived up to that but they really did not do that and i really think it was a waste of jody turner smith and it was just another like i'm such an Anne Boleyn apologist and it was just not even like it wasn't an interesting story about her life it wasn't an insightful story about her death it was just like this woman lived and got her head cut off but i'm tess <laughs> i wonder whether we sort of exhausted the topic of henry the eighth and the wives mm. Because it's been oh, so I don't know. Six is pretty them. fun. <laughs> yes, the musical yes. is actually great. Yes. That was the last thing I saw before the pandemic hit. Oh. That was my first theater. That was my first. That was my first Broadway show back, and it was it was so fun. So like, it's, it's really a, good. It's, it's a little bit like somebody took ten sixty six and all that and crossed it with Schoolhouse Rock, but that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Was really you know, not I, a bad thing. Yes. No, but I do. I do wonder a lot to Janet's point because, like I said, I'm such an Anne Boleyn apologist, and I think she's so interesting. Because one of the things that I really did love, and because time has all run together, I can't remember if it aired last year or this year, but I loved the Spanish Princess because I thought it did that was a lot. I thought it was last year, but whatever. Last year, this year, it's all the same. Um, because I thought that really did do something interesting with with the six wives stuff because a lot of times when people say six wives things they really just mean Anne, and they mean and they mean trying to you know and Anna Anne is usually cast in one of two lights where she is either like a brilliant manipulative schemer or just like a slut and it's not that interesting anymore like I would watch a Catherine Howard show like right now but I don't know. How about Anne of Cleves? I think Anne of Cleves is really interesting. She was the only true survivor. She has the best song in Six. There you she are. Does. She deserves the best song. <laughs> this is now this is now a Six promo. <laughs> right? It really is so good, you guys. I saw like I said I saw it in previews before the pandemic and I was really yes. glad that that was the last bit yes. of theater oh. that I had to carry me through like yes. two years. Could I just say The Drowning was in was the only one that went into the my ugly category. Because, I don't even remember the oh, drowning. It was appalling. It it was about it was about the woman who lost her son who drowned in a lake under somewhat vague and mysterious oh, wait, circumstances. This is back to me. And she like thought she saw him somewhere, but yes. she really just needed some therapy. Yes, and it, it whacked away at reality like nobody's business. Um and uh it was it was just terrible. And I read um when I was trying to write something that wasn't too rude about it, um, that apparently there is the possibility of a second season. I hope not. I hope not. But was that Channel 4 or Channel 5 that ran it? I think it was Channel 5. Yeah, Channel 5 is 
um, a bit strange because sometimes they do really, really fantastic stuff. But they have this reputation, um, probably because they have a lot of American imports and reality shows, um, for being, you know, the ugly stepsister of the BBC. So, so yes, that was painful. I wanted to mention one thing, too, about something I think we were all kind of lukewarm about, which was the long song. We, we did a, a podcast yeah, on that. Is that, that this year? That, that was, was this year. Yeah. Was that it? was this year. Yeah. Oh, it that was, was part of the January block. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But what I wanted to say about it is um, over Thanksgiving, my son and I were watching some movies on and on Hulu, and there's a movie called Kindred on Hulu that is Tamara Lawrence and um, Jack Loudon, who were both in the long songs. Uh, she played July and he played Robert and they were a couple there for a while. Um, anyway, I, I just thought, Oh yeah, that's the same. <laughs> Those are the same people. It has Fiona Shaw. It's a horror movie, but more just like, you know, not a um, slasher movie or anything like that. Uh, it's just more, um, more like a thriller. thriller. Uh, and, it we thought of all the movies we watched over the Thanksgiving holiday that was the best movie we watched it was really well done it's actually done by Jack Loudon's um, production company and he tries to do a lot of work in Scotland and uh, Fiona Shaw was his played his um, uh, stepmother it was creepy it was it was just really well done and so like I felt like yeah they still had a chemistry like they had in the long song it was just a different kind of story. <laughs> so I would I would recommend Kindred if you like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I was going to say, is there something you guys watched this year that really surprised you that you you thought, oh, I'm probably not going to love this. And then you were like, this is so great. Um, for for me, um, I I'll go first since everyone's sort of thinking. Um, the 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 show that really sort of surprised me more than anything, um, and it's the reason that I kind of brought this up is a, a discovery of witches. Um, and that's because I am uh I, I went through my Anne Rice phase when I was a teenager, just like every oh, other guy. R.I.P. Anne Rice, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Um, I stopped reading her books after they got real wild, but they were very informative me for me for a long time yeah i had to stop when like lestat was sort of jesus i don't know it was weird yeah but so i went into a discovery which is sort of like oh vampires um and i was pleasantly surprised and i'm actually incredibly looking forward to season three uh, um, I also really liked A Discovery of Witches. I had, had never watched it before the second season came out, so I watched like both seasons together, and I thought it was really, um, for the most part, well done. I think I said when we talked about this, there's some stuff I could take or leave, like the enormous amount of tertiary characters that just don't need to be there. But I, I really liked that. What did I also like? I ended up really liking Kin, mm. and I thought that was going to be, which is sort of this... The, this gangland drama that was also on AMC plus and I thought it was just going to be like dudes killing each other but really had a lot of great women in it had a lot of great strong actresses I really enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would um uh, all creatures great and small to be honest I was like oh whatever this is gonna be like so twee but it's wonderful mm-hmm. <laughs> listen we just need to watch a guy save a cow every week that's all there is to it <laughs> 
There's a kitten in the new trailer. <laughs> there is a kitten in the new trailer. And oh, the big really? spoiler for next, the big spoiler is that they're going to save a sheep. <laughs> well, if they could now promise me that. you all and spoiled it. <laughs> if they could promise me, when I watched the original series, I watched it for a while. And then mm-hmm. James Harriet, basically, whatever his character, um, when his dog started to get sick, I'm like, I have to stop watching this. I just can't. I can't. I, I'm one of those people. No, I, I understand. That, you know, there is a there is a show that I just watched for review this week, which I will, which um, I, I it's out. It's going to be out. It's The Witcher. Um, and there is an animal death in yeah. The Witcher. I just have a, a hard it, time. With it that. hurts. <laughs> I mean, there there's some animal death in yeah in all creatures, well, but I was really surprised by how much I liked it because I felt like that was going to be very. Uh, just sort of slow and pointless and it turned out to be right what I needed when I needed it so Janet what surprised you this year uh, what well, surprised me how much stuff there was around and how some of it wasn't all that good um so I stopped watching it <laughs> <laughs> um I was uh you know I I must admit, I really liked Atlantic Crossings. I mean, I know there was some silly stuff, but the hats were great. You have to remember the hats. <laughs> and um, I thought as a whole, um, as the story of a couple's relationship and marriage with uh, the war as a background, I thought it worked really, really well. It actually made me want to see more World on Fire, which I believe was supposed to be running, coming for a second season. And we haven't heard anything about it recently, I believe. I suspect it has to be COVID related because yeah. yes, they film in multiple different oh, well, countries. Also, yes. also, several of the actors have gone on to other projects. I mean, As you know, we do. have a, we, we, we um, I, I have to look it all up, but uh, I, I believe uh, the the guy Jonah, whatever his name is, is mm-hmm. uh, I think I can't, I, I can't remember if it's the little I think it's the Little Mermaid that he's mm. I think he's Prince Eric. <laughs> Yeah, but it, I, I I could be I could be wrong. It could be one of the other Disney live action remakes. Um, <laughs> I, I I can never remember which one is which. Um, and of course, like Leslie Manville is in The Crown now, and mm-hmm. uh, you know she's playing Margaret, and they're filming seasons five and six back to back. So she's really busy. Plus, she has um she's a murder mystery that she's going to be headlining Magpie next murders. year. Magpie murders. Mm-hmm. So like you know, I think that's also sort of a problem. Is you know, it's sort of the Downton Abbey problem in that way that it's a big as- ensemble cast, and when you sort of lose you lose that space where you have them all locked down, suddenly trying to get them all back is like herding cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, so were you still talking about what we were surprised by? <laughs> yes. Go. Your turn, uh, okay. Uh, well, I kind of got onto a little tear where I was watching um, true crime kind of miniseries. <laughs> which Ooh, love that. What isn't always what I would watch. Like I said, I'm more of like a comedy person. Um, but I watched like the Salisbury poisonings. I watched the Pembrokeshire murders. And but I I think my favorite was um, murders uh, at the White House farm. Um, ah, that's technically 2020, oh, yes. but we'll oh, allow it because yes. that was such a good series and it flew so under the radar. Yeah, a I think it was like, also very late 2020 right, as well. Right, right, so. and uh, uh, a little, a little bit like the um the Billy Piper one. That one was also very late 2020, but it flew under the radar, so I counted as 2020. Right. I what I liked about, I mean, I I thought it was interesting. I'd never heard that story, um, but also it was like a little Game of Thrones reunion. Because it had Alfie Allen and uh, Gemma Whelan and uh, Mark Addy was in it. And it's like,
like, oh, isn't that nice to see them all together? <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that was a terrific choice. series, and um, and I thought it was very very well done because it wasn't horrendously gory, mm-hmm. and it could have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. also also it was um. It was very, very shocking. Um, I don't really remember it happening, but um, it was apparently extremely shocking. And I have my second cousins uh, or third cousins. I had some obscure relatives who actually knew the people. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, they've all gone. But but that's because it was, you know, just this area in Essex, um, which everybody knew everyone else's business. Mm-hmm. But it was such a well-done series and the acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just found that my my son uh, got HBO Max and shared it with us this year. So I think that's, you know, I was just kind of looking around what's in there. And a lot of times I'll just see an actor that I like. And it, yeah, and, and my son's like, ooh, it's um, uh, Yara and Theon are together. <laughs> well no i mean honestly like the thing about hbo max is that it does actually have quite a bit of really great british content it just doesn't advertise it very Mm -hmm. well um and and it's one of those you know honestly like it it, they've been pushing the movies obviously which has been helping their subscriptions but i always feel like when i talk to like anglophiles and people who love british television like i have to remind them that hbo max exists and actually has like a really great selection it has so much stuff have have you seen? Speaking of HBO, have you seen um, Avenue Five? Um, no, I have not. Uh, I mean, it's kind I, of a mix. It's not, yeah. but there there's enough, and it's uh, Armando Inucci is the creator, and it's got Hugh Laurie and um, Rebecca Front and people like that. It's it you know, I it was it was a good laugh. It was. <laughs> but the funniest thing is Hugh Laurie is supposed to be. American, but he's really British, so it's kind of like playing on that house thing where people didn't realize. I mean, I mean, people. Hugh Laurie was secretly British for like a good twenty years yeah. on American television. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the big question that I have is, uh, what are we looking forward to in twenty twenty two? Well, all creatures Ooh. great and small. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Cows. Yeah. Animals, yes, coziness, <laughs> sheep. Yeah. I'm here for sheep. I hope connected to that more episodes or more seasons of the Yorkshire Vet because I know they have been filming in England. That's on Acorn, and that is a fabulous show. I raved, I think, about it this time last year. I think excellent show. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I I really I read Magpie Murders and loved the book, so I'm really looking forward to the series. Um, I. Leslie Manville can do no wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> and, Agreed. And it also has... I am so looking forward to her, Margaret. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I'm very here for this Leslie Manville assault. Yeah. So I mean, have you ever seen Mom? I mean, I I yeah. don't know. Just everything she does is so good. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. And I, I'm going to be doing the recaps, I guess, for um, Around the World in 80 Days. So I'm looking forward to that. Am I? Um, I don't know if you've heard, but Around the World in 80 Days has already been uh, greenlit for season two. Oh. And the production company is also going to be doing Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, Ooh. wow. So they are they are going all in on the Verniverse. What Verniverse? <laughs> I wish I were. I actually wish I were a little more excited for Around the World in 80 Days than I am. Y'all know I love David Tennant, but I always felt like Jules Verne stories were just like 
not for girls. Mm. Yeah, so no, I've I, never I, just been very excited about them. Well, that's that's what pulled me in was my favorite doctor. So you know, <laughs> oh, and staged was staged this year. Or was that last year? St- the second season of Stage was oh, okay. This year. Yeah, Stage Stage has had two seasons, one last year, one this year, and Stage is just it's such a great show. Yeah. Like I that that's definitely one that I went that I went around telling human beings to watch. <laughs> um, when when the pandemic first lifted and we all went back to parties, everybody asked me what they should watch, and anyone I knew who was an Anglophile, I was like, Staged, yeah. go watch Staged right. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I believe that the second book in Anne Cleves' series. Um, after the long call, the second book is called The Heron's Way or something like that. I believe that is greenlit as well. Ooh. And that that was such a good series. It didn't really work that well as a mystery, but the people were really, really interesting in it. Oh, I love <laughs> The Long Call. Yes. I, you know, honestly, like as somebody who is sort of like the mystery guru around here, like sitting there and real and like just having it fall on my head like a ton of bricks that I'd literally never watched a mystery series where we had an openly gay character as Wasn't the that lead detective. Yes. Like it just, yes. it just, A, I was like, holy crap. I've never seen this and be holy crap I've never seen this right like it was such a moment of this we should have had this by now yes we never had this yeah but wow. they didn't treat it like a very special episode or no anything. they and didn't that's and that's worked. the other reason why it was great no that was that was the really great thing about Is it he just happens to be gay and we're yeah. gonna go have a mystery now yeah and he's very competent and yeah. um and and I, I, I thought the relationships in that were all so interesting like his relationship with his mother and um and and that whole thing about that religious community um was absolutely fascinating and the scenery was outstanding and i loved the guy's house as well even if there were no aqueducts (laughs) (laughs) they could get an aqueduct they could build one no aqueducts but maybe they're planning to leave that house to me (laughs) (laughs) um what am i looking forward to i am very much looking forward to sanditon coming back because i really loved the first season of that and while i am sad that theo james is not coming back for it because i think that's kind of crap have you seen the new bevy of men they're trying to make up for it i know they got there are a lot of there are a lot of there are a lot of hot dudes and i'm not made of stone what else (laughs) um uh, the second season of Good Omens is currently oh. in production, mm-hmm. which I am very much ready for, even though I have absolutely no idea what it will contain, be about, or anything. I'm sure it will be fabulous. Um, hmm, what else? What else? What else? In that vein, Sandman. Oh, right. That's this year, isn't that's it? That's coming yeah. up. Yeah, I am. I am. I am very much looking forward. If 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 there's one Gaiman show that I am looking forward to this year, it is it is Sandman. Um, I I I had I I desperately need it to be a huge hit because as someone who writes for Gen Z, I have been informed that Gen Z thinks Sandman is boring and dumb and only for goths from the 1990s, and uh. I desperately need that to stop being true yesterday. Wow. <laughs> Do you think we're going to see a lot of um, series that are about life under COVID? I was just wondering this because one of the weird things about um, The Pact was that it is set 
post-COVID, there is a mention of it. But that, it's just like, this is a thing that happened and we've moved on. Yes, this is a thing that happened and, uh, and we're over it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, the, the thing is, is uh, there are a lot of shows believe that they should not in any way harp on it because they want to be escapist fantasy and they want you to forget that COVID is happening. Um, and there are very few shows that I cover in which they are very realistic about COVID and how things are going in COVID. Um, one of the very few that I've covered is This Is Us, which I think is very brave for doing, for, for, for being realistic about it. But that's partly because of the way it its whole premise is supposed to be This Is Us. So, of course, you know, mm-hmm. here we are. So if This Is Us, then they, ha- they have to be us. Um, but I don't actually, I can't think of any real British shows that have in how that have embraced it quite in that way mm-hmm. i'm just like i know something else that's probably coming this year which i am actually very excited for believe it or not is like another season of cobra and really? cobra is a mess wow. but it's great <laughs> and i'm like will it be messy and great about like pandemic i don't know but I don't. Yeah, I mean, I know that oh. they were they were doing a second season, like it was in production. I think I've even seen like a really brief like teaser for it. I don't know when it is airing anywhere or if it has aired anywhere. But I it very has much not like, aired yet. Okay, I would at least have noticed if season two had aired over there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most this season, um, or this this coming year, let's see, I'm I'm looking forward to the new Downton Abbey movie. Um, and in that vein, also the Gilded Age. Um, I want more Miss Scarlet and the Duke. I can't. De- I can't decide if I think the Gilded Age. I'm gonna watch it. I feel like I've been waiting half my life for it, but only ten years. Like I can't. I can't decide if I think it looks <laughs> like it's gonna be Downton, but in America, or if it's just gonna be like Belgravia, which looked very nice but was very dull. And I'm afraid that it's gonna well- be the latter. You know, I was looking at the trailer and I was trying to sort of figure out like who who was supposed to be sort of the uh, the protagonist and the antagonist from the cut of the trailer because perhaps just because I'd finished watching Succession, um, I felt very much like it was sort of like I don't like any of these people; they're all terrible. Um, but upon watching three or four times, I realized that the 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 Catherine Brzezinski character is very much sort of an Americanized Maggie Smith character. And that sort of tells me that Fellows is going to be sort of siding with the old money and they are going to be our vague protagonists in this. And I don't know if that's going to work with American audiences for whom capitalism and entrepreneurship are always the heroes. And how, uh, you know, it's always the old money who is evil and set in its own ways and, and, and doesn't want to change. I don't, I don't know. Belgravia tried to make Harriet Walter like the Maggie Smith and that didn't really work. Right? So. And I, 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 first of all, I think that, that, that this looks like a more Maggie Smith. I, I love Harriet Walter. Don't get me wrong. I think she's amazing and I need her to guest star in literally every show I watch as somebody's mother. Um, but she is not Maggie Smith and trying to make her into a Maggie Smith is wrongheaded. And I think I think in this case we have a better we have a better match for Maggie Smith here with this Agnes Van Ryn character, but I I just don't know if this is going to fly with American audiences. I think the way to sell this to American audiences was to be an actual Downton spin-off. Well, that was what it was supposed to be originally when they first greenlit this like yes. a bajillion years ago. 
10 years ago. It was greenlit in 2012. It's 10 years. One quarter of my life. Um, <laughs> and, and, and seriously, like, I just... Uh, I think that had they stuck to the idea of having a Cora and Robert, you know, prequel uh, where an American we where we discover, you know, the 1880s in America and then we go and we actually see what it's like for these girls to be sent to England and fortune hunted instead of like a Regency romance, but like the actual sort of more realistic thing. I think that would have actually got American audiences and British audiences to watch. Well, that's been as done. it stands. I don't think, first of all, Gilded Age has very few British actors in it. Um, I mean, we're covering it because it's a Downton Abbey spinoff and it's from Fellows, but I just, I, I, I'm very, I'm excited to see what happens because I've been waiting for it for a quarter of my life. But at the same time, like, I don't know if this is going to fly over here. I think this is, a I think this may not work for American audiences, even if it's good. Mm. There was a series, it's an old series called The Buccaneers. Ooh. It is very good and it's aged very well too. And it's about three or is it four? I can't remember American heiresses. Four? I think yeah. it's four. I think it's four. Yes. And and they have great dresses and everything. And and, um, and it, it is really fascinating. Where they go over to England and they basically get fortune hunted? Yeah. Fortune yes. hunted? Yeah. Wow. They look okay. for dukes. <laughs> I, I really think I need to watch this show. Okay. Yeah. So I'm putting that on my list as things to watch over this, this holiday season that I do not have to write about because I always need a list of things that, to watch that I will not ever have to pick up a laptop and write about. Um, let's see. Uh, the other thing I'm sort of looking forward to, um, we are not getting World on Fire, as we said, but we are getting Ridley Road, which is a different World War II um a history show where uh uh and we're again we're focusing on on female characters though this is more nazis this is more uh you know spying on nazis classic stuff hmm who's in it i i think the lead i i think the lead girl is uh is relatively unknown which mm. probably mm. works for something like this i think mm-hmm. and i feel terrible that i can't remember her name but I can't know everything all the time. Oh, Rory Kinnear's in it, though. He's one of my favorites. So many people are one of my favorites. Oh, Eddie Marsden. I love Eddie Marsden. Yes, yeah. uh, oh, Eddie Marsden's fantastic. Yeah. Agnes yeah. O'Casey is the lead girl. Um, And no, I, I cannot think of anything I've seen her in. Um, But yeah, like I, I, I'm looking forward to that, partly because I miss World on Fire, and I'm hoping this is good in that same sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, But... You know, also just because, you know, we have we've had a lot of mysteries this year. I'm not going to oh. lie. And, you know, um, <laughs> Lacey has been very, very patient. <laughs> um, and I feel like we need to have something that's just not mysteries. Like we need. Where, where are all of my like, where is the serpent queen? Where is becoming Elizabeth? Where are all these period dramas I have been mm-hmm. promised? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm also looking forward to us doing more um, classics revisited here on the pod. By the way, no, it's like the only um, way I get same... to watch period dramas these days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, in that same vein, I'm 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 looking forward to us doing more classics revisited. So uh, um, hopefully, our, hopefully our, our listeners will like them too. Da-dum, da-dum. Um, have we brought this in right at an hour? We're amazing. I think we have. I think we're close. Um, We're very close, but we have to let everybody say their goodbyes and where they are on the internet. And I don't know, 
New Year's wishes or resolutions, if you care to share them, um, Carmen is at the top of my screen. So tell people where you live online and other relevant information. Okay. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Brit Telly Addict. And on Instagram, I'm British Telly Addict. So almost the same. If you want to see my dog, my animals in the backyard, that kind of thing. Oh, and anything about the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's what I have on Instagram. Um uh, I did have a something that I wanted to do as kind of like a a New Year's resolution, but I've forgotten it. <laughs> An excellent start. Oh, I know what it is. I am going. I know what it is. I am going to stop over explaining. I don't believe you. <laughs> well, would you mind? Would you mind explaining that little for us? For example. For example. <laughs> Here she goes. Somebody, somebody asked you to come to their house for dinner, and you say, "Oh, I'm sorry, my uh, in-laws are in town. We can't come." Oh, bring them along. Just say no. That won't work for me. I'm sorry. Thank you for inviting me. Don't give them a a way to sneak right. in there. Okay, no, okay, I, 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 I have to agree with that. Yes, um, that is a very good resolution because God knows I do that all. The yeah, time. I. So that is what I'm going to. That is my. That is my goal. Not get invited to things. I don't know. <laughs> Pandemic living. Yeah. Mm. Janet, where are you on the internet and other assorted topics? Well, I'm occasionally, very occasionally on Facebook. I'm very occasionally on Twitter. I'm at Janet underscore Mullaney on Twitter. And um, I like seeing pictures of people's pets. And I like seeing things about farms in Yorkshire. Uh, and... I follow a lot of historians as well, particularly costume historians. And basically, I'm a very lazy person online. I don't have any New Year's resolutions. I'm not going to resolve to be more lively on social media because I don't think I will. And it doesn't bring me a whole lot of joy. <laughs> and I think I have to... <laughs> And I think I have to learn to bake again because I've been I've been trying to make things like banana bread and they're all vile. I mean, I think banana so bread generally may doing. just be vile. Yeah. Well, have yeah. You, have you considered it's banana bread's fault? <laughs> yeah, it, it might well be. But we had all these bananas which had been in the freezer for a long time and I had to do something with them. And then I went and put too too many ground almonds in them. I didn't think you'd have too many ground almonds, but yes, you can. Uh, so that's really what I want to do. I'll be doing the um, the season recaps for All Creatures Great and Small. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm very interested to see how, um, how long it takes Helen to stop being the Scarlet Woman of Yorkshire. Um, after the debacle at the da, altar, da, da. at the altar, yes, yes, right. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And thank you for thank you for inviting me. This has been Yay. fun. Annie, you're up. Do the thing. Uh, let's see. You can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. You can find pictures of my very fuzzy cats and their very fuzzy tails at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Uh, let's see. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily, and I am also the associate editor here at Televisions. Um, and I freelance around the web. Um, and uh, I'll be covering. Let's see. When by the time this comes out, you'll be seeing my stuff on Spider Man and The Witcher. So yeah. Um, and I'm also uh, covering Yellow Jackets over on uh, 
Showtime and please, please watch Yellow Jackets because holy God, it's so good. It needs a second season. Um, yeah, that's it. If you basically want to know what I wrote this week, uh, just follow me on Twitter because I retweet all my bylines there. Okay. Um, that leaves me, I guess. And I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And I write a lot here at Televisions and around the entertainment web, but I always tweet my bylines. So if you're interested in my thoughts on everything ranging from Arrow to, well, not Arrow, it's The Flash. There was a character from Arrow on The Flash last week. But uh, superhero shows to the Larkins, which is actually very adorable. Um, come be my friend. Check all that out. You'll also see some cat pictures. My cats are really cute. They are on Instagram at Baker and Hammer. The site and the pod are on social media at Telly underscore Visions on Twitter and Televisions blog, all one word on Facebook. We are a product of WETA. And if you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org to consume more of that content and maybe even click on the donate button up top to help us keep doing all this stuff. While you're there, you'll be able to get access to PBS Passport where you can watch many, many hours of content over the holiday break. Speaking of holiday breaks, she said, not at all awkwardly segueing into this, we are going to take a couple of weeks off to enjoy the end of the year, but we will be back in just a few short weeks to kick off what is truly an exhausting level of content in 2022. Uh, we are really grateful that you have all sat with us through 100 episodes of Blather. Thank you, Janet and Carmen, for coming on the show and being part of our television's family. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody celebrating out there in the dark. We will see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening.